five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. Hello, Flyover family. Buckle up, because this is a Flyover Conservative show. She could probably beat you at chess, and she could probably break your arms. Right now, she's the attorney for the Trump 2024 campaign. Christina Bob's with us tonight. Parasites? And are they really in our bodies? And do they really cause havoc during a full moon? Dr. Jason Dean is here tonight to tell us all about it. All of this and more on the Flyover Conservative Show. Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay! Welcome! We are so glad that you are with us tonight. Little Mike's glad, too. He is very glad. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is, wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. And what we've learned over these last couple years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. I tend to beat up on politicians here quite a bit because... They deserve it. Yes. And uh, But every once in a while, you hear one that has common sense. He makes great clips. And, and if you've ever seen uh, Senator John Kennedy from the great state of Louisiana, when he gets in these committees, uh, he has this, this this subtle way of of unpacking something complex and showing you how simple it is, but it exposes the corruption, the yes. darkness, and just the the, the idiocracy of Washington. Uh, we got a cut here where he's 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 talking to a director of Homeland Security, the guy that's in charge of the security so should know of the Homeland, on, on who's who's pushing for a ban on assault weapons. We already have a Supreme Court justice that cannot define what is a woman, and apparently our guy in charge of security does not even know what an assault weapon is. Uh, watch this; it's it. it It'll make you laugh or cry, one or the other. Th- thank you, Mr. Chairman and, and Madam Chair. Um, I- I'm glad to see us returning on the Appropriations Committee to uh, qu- what I'll call quasi-regular order, where our subcommittees are, are meeting and and talking about the matters within our jurisdiction. Um, and I think we should return to full regular order. I think whether we return to full regular order will depend on Senator Schumer. Uh, I'm not convinced yet that he will allow us to return to full regular order. I'm not convinced yet that he will give up his power to uh, basically write the budget, he and a few other leaders. And uh, I'm not convinced. Well, I don't want to necessarily ascribe this to to uh, Chuck. Many people like an omnibus because they can hide the spending and because they have enough internal power to get what they want. And uh, for everybody else, it's too bad. So... Um, I hope that we'll all encourage Senator Schumer to actually bring the the uh, the, the 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 bills to the floor because that's going to be the true test. We can all meet and have all ask all these questions and pour over budgets that never have a chance to pass. It's going to depend on Senator Schumer, and that's kind of the bottom line. Mr. Secretary, yesterday 
um, you testified in judiciary that you support an assault weapon ban, and we didn't have much time to talk about that. Um, tell me your definition once more of an assault weapon. Um, uh, Senator, we did indeed um, have a brief exchange on, on that very important, uh, very important subject. I am not an expert right. with respect to the definition but, of the assault bans, and so I defer. You to, are the Secretary of Homeland Security. I, I, as as I, um, I was about to say, I defer to the experts. Uh, I defer to, uh, for example, the definition of a, uh, an assault a weapon that was codified in the prior iteration of the legislation that was passed and uh, that um, uh, was in operation when I served as an, an assistant United States attorney and the United States attorney in the Central District of California. So you would support the prior definition under? Uh, Senator, I, I, I must defer to the experts with respect to the definition, uh, but I will tell you, for example, military-style weapons are of tremendous concern. We are seeing a, um, too much devastation. How do you define? But I mean, you 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 personally think we should ban assault weapons, and I I know you to be an intelligent man and a thinking person, so I, I know you've thought about it. What is it about a military? What do you mean by military-style weapon, um, uh, Senator? Um, I really must must say that you are probing a very very important area, definitionally definitionally. Uh, in which I do not have the requisite uh, expertise. I will say this. I will say this. When we see, when we see the tragedy in Nashville, and it is not the first such tragedy that we see, when I engage with my international counterparts and they ask me almost invariably first what is going on with all the mass killings in the United States, and why are these assault weapons yes, uh, disseminated so broadly? I say that we need legislation to well, ban. Let me let me follow up on that. So you support an assault weapon ban, but you don't have a definition. Is that right, uh, Senator? Uh, I I think that um, you understand where I stand. No, I don't. I don't. You made a very bold statement. Very. Uh, Firmly saying we should ban all assault weapons, and all I'm asking is, what, in your mind, is an assault weapon? I mean, you say it's military style. Does that mean it looks like a military weapon? Uh, uh, Senator, I, I believe I've addressed uh, your question. I mean, what, what if it's if a may, what if it's I, a I single shot twenty two that looks like a military weapon? Would you ban that because it's scary looking to you? Senator, I think I've addressed um, your question to the best of my abilities. But but you haven't. I mean, I'm trying to understand. You're Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. And as is your right, as an American, you believe we should ban assault weapons. But it bothers me. You can't tell me what you would ban. Senator, I would be very pleased to speak with experts and um, uh, confer with you subsequent to today's hearing and share with you a proposed definition that could be inserted into the legislation that is so desperately needed. But, because I will tell you, the, the but, way but, I look but, at but, it but, but is Mr. I Secretary, see so what, much what, if, what if Senator Tester, my good friend, he's not here, 
What if Senator Tester said to you, I oppose illegal immigration, which I think he does, and you said to him, what, what do you mean by illegal immigration? And he said, well, I don't know, but I oppose it. You wouldn't accept that answer, and that's the answer you've given me. You, you said you want to oppose all assault weapons, but you don't know what they are. Can you give me an example? Senator, I think I gave you an example yesterday, so I'm not exactly sure why you're posing Which one? Question. Refresh my memory the example. Uh, I believe I, I said uh, an AK-47. Well, what is it about an AK-47 that you, you find to, to be objectionable? Is it, is it the fact that it has a magazine? Senator. Um, do you know what a magazine is? Uh, Senator. Um, but first, do, I, you, do you know what a magazine is, Mr. Uh, Secretary? Yes, I do. And Senator, um, uh, what I've, I've come to, to, uh, to do is testify uh, to this uh, committee um, and not take an examination uh, uh, with respect to questions that I've already answered to the best of my ability. And so um, I think it is self-evident why an AK-47 should be banned as just one example. But I look forward to conferring it, it, with except you. Except you can't explain what one is. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. You could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. We are going to bring on one of my heroes today, somebody that's a friend of the show and uh, was a friend of the show when there was barely even a show. Back, we just had heat lamps clicked on to two by fours, but was like, hey, believing in the same things for our country that we are. She's a former Marine, one of the smartest people that you'll ever want to meet, an attorney. And uh, as I always joke, she could either, you know, beat you at chess or, or break your arms. Either way, she's probably going to win. She's author of this new book called Stealing Your Vote by Christina Bob. There she is. Hey, David. It, thanks for having me. It is great to have you. You know, your current position is the uh, uh, campaign attorney for Trump 2024. And you know a lot about campaigns. You know a lot about what happens, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's like 
somebody owning a restaurant, you know, every single thing from the kitchen to the front to what goes on in the dumpster, you know, everything about restaurants. And I want to plug this book at the beginning and somewhat selfishly, because when, when I knew you were coming out with, I was excited to get it and we ordered it right away and got it. And I opened it up. I was home alone that day and I was moved when I opened it up to realize you dedicated it to me. And I'm like, I have all the people, you know, and I was going to read the dedication, just, you know, a selfish brag here, but, uh, it says this book is dedicated to the conspiracy theorists, election deniers, political prisoners, deplorables, and every American who dared to question the narrative. And I was like, you describe, that's like my bio. You described me <laughs> to a T. And I thank you for writing this book because you were on the front lines of, you know, for those of you watching, you're not familiar with Christina's work. She was working for OAN at the time and, and was literally in the arena during the Arizona audit. And just every phase of that, God just sort of had you, you'd kind of got into journalism right as all this happened and you just kind of were yeah. swept up into this tornado of of activity and you were just always at the the eye of the storm through the whole process. Yeah, I think last time I was on you described me as Forrest Gump just always being in these yes. places and I love that. Uh I love that comparison because that's kind of what it feels like like I didn't plan any of it and I didn't realize that I was going to be in these key places at key times but that that's how it's worked out. It did. And it's, you know, again, I think God kind of has a way. I, you know, I think there's, you know, we're, I don't get theological on it, but we got humans, they all have free will and they're doing their things. And so, you know, that part is kind of left to its own, but there always seems to be somebody there that can rise up and do the right thing. There seems to, you know, like David and Goliath, you know, there's, there was plenty of other people, David's older brothers, and there was a whole army of people that could have stepped forward and done something, but they didn't. But God didn't need a million people. He just needed some. And in that case, he needed one. And in 2020, he had you. And you were sort of always there with this like hopeful, you know, I don't know how it's going to work out, but you just kind of always keep putting the next foot in front of the other and, and getting up and moving forward. Yeah, that's all we can do. And I appreciate you saying that, but that that's exactly right. And I think the more we do it, the more progress we're making. I mean, right now, it probably doesn't feel like we've made a lot of progress or look particularly hopeful, but we really have. I think as people, if you compare where we're at now to where we were, you know, December, 2020, nobody, nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, yeah. a lot of people didn't Most. actually question the election. And they were like, no, we, they believed the narrative. They believed that Joe Biden won the election. And now where we're at looking, just looking at his policies and looking what he's done in the short time that he's been in office, I think there's a lot of people going, oh, you know, Maybe there was a problem back in 2020, and there have been so many great grassroots efforts that have popped up all over the country to kind of correct this issue and make progress on it, that we're in a much better spot now than we were, I'd say, October 2020. You know, a lot of people, when we when we speak at live events, I'll ask them if they remember where they were when, when Brett Baer uh, uh, sort of prematurely yeah. called Arizona. And I don't care if it's a crowd of 100 or seven or 8,000, they always... Everybody knows it's like like where were you when JFK was shot or one of the like yep. they were like that seems to be a moment in people's mind because they're yeah they're, they were they were they were put up against what their eyes saw what they instinctively felt and then what they were witnessing it's like going to a dog track and there's like a you know a little chihuahua and a greyhound and and like there's a race but the cameras all went off and you didn't see it and they're like hey the chihuahua won and you're like yeah no how, what you know and then they yeah. just double down. You're exactly right. That was the moment for me too when I thought, oh, wait a second, are are they 
actually cheating on this. I truly didn't think they were going to cheat. I know there were some people wondering or COVID was going to be an issue because this was, you know, the first and only election during COVID. Uh, I didn't actually expect a lot of cheating. And then, and then when that happened, I went, oh, wait a second, there's a problem. You know, and I think a lot of Americans did that. For those of us that jumped to the election fraud conclusion, I think that was a pivotal moment for, for all of us. And, and then you know, there was uh, all of us, you know, I'd say, I say us, I mean, like pretty much all Americans were looking at it and start people take sides and you started picking your, your thing of what could have happened. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania had this going on and Michigan had this deal going on and there's the COVID and there's the mail in, you got, you know, Mark Zuckerberg with the 400 million in the boxes. There's a, and, and you're like, well, it was this. Yeah. And then like, well, I don't know if it was that and someone else over. No, it was this for sure. And I think there was so many like points of entry that it kind of made it easy for those on the left to say, see, all your things were just wrong. And it's just that there were so many, it was just shock and awe. And, and yeah. it, it caught everybody off, off guard. Yeah. And I think, you know, this was death by a thousand cuts. I think there were yeah. very good questions in all of these regards. Uh, just ask the questions, get them answered. But the fact that there were so many people looking in different areas legitimately, uh, you know, it it made it easier for the big corporate media to kind of disavow it. But I, I I don't I also don't want to let the big corporate media off the hook on this because there was so much evidence of problems on election night that big corporate media could have covered it. I was covering it as a reporter with mm-hmm. One American News, and I wasn't I wasn't even going out on a limb. I was asking legitimate questions right. and saying, "Hey, these questions haven't been answered." And big corporate media could have done that, but they didn't. Instead, they went straight to the, there is no evidence of election fraud. That statement was never true, ever. It was never a true statement. There was evidence of election fraud before, like on November 3rd. I mean, when you have states stopping the count, that is evidence. You might not say it's conclusive evidence, and it certainly isn't exhaustive evidence, but that in and of itself is something that makes you go, wait, is there a problem here? It's evidence. And so the the statement of there's no evidence of election fraud just was never true. You know, it, to say never, because it's one of these things like, it's like, like uh, say somebody defending their football team and say, hey, our team never had a penalty ever. You could call a penalty on every play in the NFL. There's always a right. holding. There's always a something, you know, so, so say like yeah. there was never, there's always something, you know, going on, yeah. whether it's incompetence or, or, or malicious is, you know, here or there, but, but there's always mistakes. There's always things, you know, going on. So to say right. out of the gate, there was nothing at all. Well, they that's right. And they were doing with the word evidence in these legal terms, what they now are doing with gender and sex, say, you know, trying to redefine a woman or trying mm. to redefine sexuality is make it confusing. No, ev- evidence is evidence. Not every single piece of evidence is conclusive. Not every piece of evidence is even persuasive, but it's still evidence. And yeah. to say there is no evidence, they were trying to redefine what evidence is and make it this impossible standard, like very free, or I'm sorry, very infrequently, almost never in any case, is there only one piece of evidence admitted in court that solves the whole case, Boy, that's whether a good it's point. criminal or or civil, like it's always multiple pieces of evidence. I'm not aware of any case in the history of the United States where only one piece of evidence was admitted into court. And that's the expectation they were trying to set for the American public. And it's just not true. It's not the way we work. It's not the way our justice system works. You'd probably need more than that to get out of a speeding ticket. 
let right. alone like the, the OJ trial or something like that right. where they got piles right. of this stuff. Now, I, I suggest Flyover Family, if you are if you want to understand what we're dealing with moving forward, you're going to do it in a much better way, understanding where we've come from. So language and intent, and if you want to have a, a feel of how things are going between now and 24 and in the future, and maybe even understanding midterms and things have happened around there, this is a great resource for you to have. It's not a static picture of one moment. It's an educational piece to understand the process. So I highly encourage stealing your vote. Um, not just because it's dedicated to me, because uh, it's kind of dedicated to you as well, if you're watching this. And so it's kind of like she wrote this for all of us and took all of her hard work and said, I, I'm gonna have something tangible to for sure show for this. And here is what we learned from an attorney that stood on the front lines. How unique to have your legal mind in the journalist position during that window. It's just perfect. Yeah, it, it was really interesting, um, especially at the audit when there were so many legal questions that I, I felt like were easy for me to report on because I understood it. So I was really grateful for that. Well, I want to jump towards uh, the current situation and arraignment and the, everything that the big hullabaloo right. circus of, of Trump going to New York this this week. But I want to kind of kind of first bring it towards this idea of election and and ask you just you know, some of this would be your opinion, although you are the attorney for the Trump 2024 campaign. But would you say that 2020, there were so many odd external storm like factors that it would be difficult for any nefarious or bad actors to ever duplicate that environment again? You know, would it, would it be hard yeah. for them to come up with the numbers in that way with the math, with the harvesting and the mail-in voting? And has there been some things happen between then that would make that more difficult? Is there any checks and balances, more eyes? Are there more yeah. conservatives on boards now? What, what does it look like? If, if I was on the left and I wanted to try to go dark, would it be harder for me in 24 than it was in 2020? Uh, yes and no. I mean, they have to change their practice a little bit because they don't have COVID. I mean, they took advantage of COVID. You know, nobody go out and vote. Conservatives right. who typically go to election, to the polls to vote. You're not allowed to go to the polls, you know, so that automatically is going to dissuade a lot of Republicans from voting. And then they're the only ones that are controlling these mail-in ballot centers. Yeah. You know, it was a perfect storm for them. Uh, that being said, in some ways they've perfected, I shouldn't say perfected, but bettered their process from 2020. Uh, in other areas like Wisconsin, uh, you know, drop boxes are now not allowed or they weren't allowed in 2020, but, you know, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin has said that uh, they, they weren't allowed and they can't be used in future elections. So there is progress that has been made. Uh, you know, other states have passed voter ID laws. I know Georgia has passed some uh, stricter laws on election security. So there is some progress. There's a lot more that needs to be made. I think the biggest factor, the biggest deal for 2024 is having people show up to the polls, not to vote, obviously vote, uh, but actually work the polls, be part of the process, whether you're part of the early voting process where you help uh, count and sort mail-in ballots, or if you're part of the actual election day poll, whatever it is, get involved in your precinct. Precinctstrategy.com is a great place to go. They'll show you how to help secure your precinct. You might want to become okay. a precinct committeeman, actually be part of the process. Because if everybody just secures their precinct up into their county, if we, we conservatives just uh, correct Republican counties and Republican precincts, we'll be fine in 24. 
Okay, so there we got on the on the screen precinctstrategy.com. Um so that is a is a great move and you can put in your specific information. There's blog, there's a lot of inf- helpful information there. Um great resource. Last question on this, we'll kind of move on to the to the matters at hand. There's there's a growing kind of divide. I don't know. I don't know if I want to speak for Charlie Kirk, but there's people I've heard, you know, reference like, well, if they're not going to change the laws and this is the new deal. Again, I guess mm-hmm. we go back to the NFL. Like you kind of Hey, how much holding do the refs allow? You know, and if they're right. not calling it, then 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 it's like, well, I guess that's how we're going to play defense. Then we're going to hold a little more. If they're not going to call it, that's fair. You know, there's right. rules against holding, but if they're not going to call it, then then we're going to play a tougher game. If they're calling it tight, we're going to have to adjust. And so, uh, with 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 the things we saw in in midterms and we saw in 2020 with. Arizona, you know, the machines all of a sudden didn't work and the paper's wrong. And blah, blah. so it kind of, it kind of hurt people who show up the day of, cause that was kind of the deal. Right. Like, well, they can't, they can't stick it to us if we all show up in mass numbers the day of and vote. And it's like, well, they figured out a thing there. So, you know, um, is there, is there a move towards people saying, well, if that's how it's done, then we need to ballot harvest. We need to, if, 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 if it's legal and it's not wrong, do we do that? Or do you think that's a really slippery soap that gets us to a really bad place? Well, I think if we continue these legal processes, it's a bad process that gets us to a worse place. However, we have to play the cards we've been dealt. And right now, ballot harvesting and to some, where it's legal trafficking and uh, the 45 days to vote and all of that mail-in ballots, early voting, all of that stuff, that's legal right now in a lot of places. And so uh, it's not ideal. And I think we need to continue to work to make elections more secure before election day. But at the end of the day, come the 2024 election, we have to play the hand we've been dealt. We've got to play on the field, you know, that we're on, which means mail-in voting, all of that stuff. So um, I do think there comes a point when we'll have to ballot harvest and we'll have legally, you know, all legal procedures uh, and play those games. But I, I, I don't want to give up securing local elections yet. I mean, it's way too early, in my opinion, to just say, well, let's just ballot harvest. Yes, we will need to do that at that time. But right now, let's work on securing your election. Let's work on getting paper ballots and let's work on, you know, getting the, the right poll workers in there and making sure people are applying to be county clerks and work, you know, all of that stuff. So keep at it. It's all of it. We have to do it all at the same time. Not to keep coming up with sports analogies, but you don't want it to end up like 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 the Tour de France and cycling ended up with. Like you know, well, Lance Armstrong came in for for PEDs. Well, everybody was using PEDs, right? You know, so who if you take the prize from Lance, who do you give it to? Because it was right. They, everybody was it's like you don't want to get to that place where if they're not going to penalize people for doing that, everybody should be on the juice, you know, or whatever. Like I don't yeah. want that to be our country. I don't want that to be. I'm sure nobody in cycling wanted that to become their sport, you know, and I I, I don't want our elections to become that dark, you know, like, you know, where you just kind of lower, lower, lower the bar, you know, like that. But you do. do, I do. I do think we need to raise the bar, but it's not being raised at the moment. So play where we're at. And then, you know, as we progress, we raise it. A lot of people feel like, man, there's just two separate rules depending on on your your political affiliation. Is that in the legal system? Mm-hmm. It's that on elections. There's kind of two separate rules for everything. So, so Flyover family, uh, we got Steal Your Vote by Christina Bob. Um, if we can put that back up on the screen again, you can see that. Make it easy to find. You can go to Amazon and uh, and and get that. You also can follow Christina at, at Christina underscore Bob uh, on Twitter. 
uh, if you want to go there, if you're into that, if you're on Facebook and Instagram, there's other places. You're also on True Social at at Christina Bob on True Social. So uh, wherever you want to go, but I think Twitter is a good spot there to follow her. All right, let's jump in. We had a big week this week, and we were kind of talking before we went on. Just I'll tell you, our family watching on you know Tuesday. You know, or I guess Monday when I saw the caravan of SUVs driving to the airport right. and Trump's plane fly off, just a sadness a little bit of like, I, I've slowly over the last two years kind of had that, you know, I don't know, Lee Greenwood vibe of America, you know, proud to be in all this kind of thing sort of yeah. smashed down a little bit. And then Tuesday when I got a shot here, when you saw President Trump walking in there, like... Man, I almost say it's like, I don't want to make these analogies, but you know, with the, you very rarely see some, somebody in a moment, like where you see Jesus going to trial and everybody around him is dark, you know, we're, we're standing alone or mm-hmm. nobody was with him. Like, he, I'm sure he's got secret service around there and stuff, but you, you can just You mean see when he was walking into the courthouse? Walking yeah, in where? yeah. Just in New York there, you know, it's just, yeah. you just kind of feel like, you know, I'm sure there's some secret service people around him and stuff, but you just kind of feel like even the police, if they would have been friends with him five minutes ago, they got to act like they're not his buddy. You know, I mean, everything is just, he just, it just, it was a shot of looking alone, but yet not beaten, not broken, right. not blinking, not anything. There's a shot there. Just, just look in the eyes, man. I'm like, wow. Uh, Whatever's going on there, if I knew nothing, if it was like another language and I just landed here or whatever, I'd be like, I would like to be on that guy's team. Um, <laughs> he just he just looked like a guy that was, you know, kind of in control of his environment in an environment that, you know, was in a way, in a way game for sure, you know, so to speak, in, in, yeah. the, in a town yeah. that he basically built, which is such an ironic thing. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, he's resolved. He he recognizes this for what it is and he's going to fight it and beat it just like he does everything else. I think the public recognizes this for what it is and, you know, he'll roll with the punches. So we just keep moving forward and we'll just move forward. So what what is the timeline for this as it goes? So that it went in that day and I think it's good. It went down. There's no. Yeah. There's no photos for, you know, mug shots. There's not this stuff that I'm sure that a lot of trolls and, you know, um, you know, bloggers and meme makers and everything else would want to have access to. That wasn't done. Right. Um, it's basically just an appearance. And then he was able to leave. He flew back home, gave an incredible speech. We got some shots of that. But what what are the next markers in the timeline and how does that affect him? Obviously, he's able to speak about it. Will that continue as well? Yeah. Well, so those are great questions for the New York legal team. I'm on the campaign, so I don't necessarily know the specifics. I would expect the New York team to file some type of motion challenging the indictment, but that, you know, that's up to them or, you know, making some some type of challenge to this. But that will come out, I'm sure, in, in the near future. But as far as the campaign goes, you know, we're we're moving full steam ahead. We have every intention mm-hmm. of getting President Trump back in the off, back in the White House in 2025. And this isn't slowing the campaign down at all. If anything, it's actually fueling the campaign because yes. we've raised millions and millions of dollars off of this and record uh, record amounts, unprecedented yeah, amounts yeah. of fundraising. So the campaign from this. is is thriving. The, the campaign's doing very well. Um, you know, the American people are great supporting President Trump. When he came back to Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday after his arraignment. Uh, the room was electric. Everyone, wa- everyone in that room wanted President Trump to understand how much support he had from the American people yeah. and from those who love him and support him and care about what's happening. And uh, I think he felt that. Uh, so 
I hope he did. No, the campaign, we're just moving forward. The numbers, I forget who it was. It was somebody on Fox. They were commenting because on Tucker's segment, they cut to it and they, they didn't cheaply cut to it. I don't know how much control Tucker had of that, or maybe they just liked the ratings. I don't know, but they got the, them the very jump, him entering the room. And again, Lee Greenwood use that again, because it's such a great song. They're playing proud to be an American walking in. And it was a goosebump inducing vibe. Yeah. It was like an emotionally charged thing watching that. It's like, man, he just walked through hell and just came out. And he's just like, you know, not even smoke damage and, and is walking in there in a room with more energy and more love and more support than, 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 than Biden could get if he paid people, Today. if yeah. he had, no, if he exactly had Beyonce right. there with him or whoever you want to have all the celebrity lineup, he could not fill a room like that. No, he couldn't do it. it and that was on it his was worst day. So it was so electric, so powerful, so moving. Uh, I, I, I was so blessed and fortunate to be there and to get to experience it. And I, I think the president felt that, but you know, I did a podcast. It was funny. I did it the morning before on Tuesday before the arraignment. And uh, the host asked me, are you going to the Trump speech at Mar-a-Lago tonight? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to be there. And he kind of laughed and he said, you know, leave it to Donald Trump to get arraigned and then throw an after party. Yeah. And that I, I, I was like, that's actually what it, it felt like. Like it looked like I, that, it. that wasn't the intention, but that's how it turned out. And it was just you know, the intention was just to support the president and give him a, a, his platform to address the American people. But it really, it did turn out that way. And it was just such a boss move. Yes. Like, God, I have so much respect for him. It felt like a, a celebration. It felt like a victory yeah. parade for some reason. And um, on his worst, on his worst day, I know I was going to bring up on Fox with their numbers because Tucker played that whole bit. And I thought maybe it's 25 minutes or something like that. Then he came back out and had really positive commentary. Um, the next night or something, somebody referenced, it was, it was like eight times greater than like any of the competition on ratings and MSNBC, CNN, they all like, they, as soon as he started coming out, they cut the feed. Well, he's going to go out there and say something horrible. They do their thing and they sit there and, and like hiss and, and whatever they do in their snake pit with each other and, um, with nobody watching. And everybody, yeah. even a lot of the haters probably are over there watching what does Trump have to say? He controls the yeah. news cycle. He gets on there and he's like, talk about boxes of evidence and where's this? And like, you could see, like he could walk into somebody's home and point out there's something under the couch and then just leave it. And they're like, there's nothing under my couch. And then as soon as he turns around, they go, look, everybody's looking under the couch. Like what? Yeah. He, he directs the eyes. He directs the news cycle. He controls the vibe. He has the most energy and the most, the most like, uh, just, I don't know. Austin Powers would call it mojo of any room he's in. You're exactly right. He controls it. He dominates. That's why he's going to be the president. That's why he's going to win this election. This isn't Donald Trump versus Joe Biden or whoever the Democrats want to throw up against him. This is Donald Trump versus the machine. And I don't mean the voting machines. I mean the the swamp yeah. machine. Uh, that That's all this is. And the way he defeats the machine is the American people. The American people step up, get involved, support him. Support Donald Trump the way that he has supported all of us, and yes. we will get our country back. I, I feel it because I don't know anyone else that could go there. I don't know anyone else that could do what he did that day, walk into that environment, and just it, it, it was like somebody could walk into a prison and people walk up to him, hey, and they just looks at him, and they're like, hey, it's cool, man. And they'll just like walk, like yeah. he could he could walk through a prison and be like, you know, they're like, yes, sir, here, what's your food? You know, they'd just be, everybody would be cool with yeah, him. Yeah, he would control the, he would control the place. 
Yeah, and I don't know any other candidate that could go into D.C. and do what needs to there be done. There isn't one. There isn't anybody. There isn't anybody. That's why this is Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump's country. It's Donald Trump's race. He is supposed to be the president now. He will be yep. the president in 2025. We, we, the American people, need to get involved and make sure that happens. And I fully expect it to happen. Absolutely. We've been saying for two years, almost every episode of this podcast, people are sitting back waiting for Donald Trump to do 80 million things to save our country. The real answer is 80 million of us all doing one thing each day to save our own country. Exactly. Do things locally, follow his example. And uh, we've got a leader. We just need to get behind him. It's like watching Braveheart. It's like watching anything. You've got the guy. We just need to get behind him. Christina, thanks for this book, Stealing Your Vote. Thanks for dedicating it to me. Thanks for dedicating it to everybody in the Flyover family. We appreciate it. Again, go to at Christina Bob pretty much everywhere. And you can find this book on Amazon or go to Christina Bob, two Bs, Bob.com and uh, find it there. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being such a consistent friend of the show. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more. With a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. You know, I know you guys are sick of hearing it, but we got to say it every day because I'm going to drill it into your brain, okay? Okay. Everybody wanted Donald Trump to do 80 million yep. things. The real answer is 80 million of us all doing one thing each day to save our own country. That's the answer. And so we love to highlight people that are doing just that. Yes. Uh, today's guest, huge inspiration. I had a chance to meet him at a uh, election integrity event uh, this past year. And uh, he's doing exactly what we talk about all the time, doing the work. Um, he's a graduate of the famous Covington Catholic High School yes. in Kentucky. He's he's a graduate of Northern Kentucky University. He's a Norseman. Yep. They got a they got a mascot called uh uh Victor E. Viking. This is the kind of people we need stepping up and showing <laughs> yes. up. And he's Go gonna Vikings. he's pouring all of that into kicking some rhinos out of the state of Kentucky who have been kind of famous for their Mitch McConnell infestation of rhinos. And uh it's time for a new guard, and we have him here today, Mr. Stephen Nipper. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. Thank Welcome. you so much. Uh, I got a Viking uh, in the well, house. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, what an introduction. I don't know if I can live up to an introduction like that, but you know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty good. And I, I love the, uh, you know, the flyover country conservative, the flyover conservatives uh, intro. Love it. It is so amazing to be here. Thank you both. For well, there's not enough celebration Absolutely. of each other today. Most people are throwing rocks and spitting and judging and everything else. And so it's like, you know, when, <laughs> we, we, when you see somebody that's doing great things, we got to have the applause. You know, so because important. because uh, I'm sure there's places you walk into that don't applaud you. And so uh, yeah. <laughs> you found yeah. that out a little bit. Tell us what, what got you into this race for Secretary of State and what is the importance of the Secretary of State position? Well, the Secretary of State position, of course, is extremely important because I call it the Lord of the Rings office. Okay. And so when okay. I'm on the campaign trail and Kentucky is a little different, we're off year elections. So we have all our gubernatorial, all our constitutional officers all are in this May 16th primary. Okay? okay. So I get up there and I, and I make my conversations or I make my speech at our Lincoln day dinners. And I say that the uh, secretary of state's race is the Lord of the rings office. And what I mean by it is it's the one office that holds it all. And why is that? And it's because of the elections. And what got me involved mm-hmm. in this is I ran for secretary of state in 2019. And uh, actually I ran in 2015 against um, a very prominent Democrat and I lost by point percent Whoa. Huh. way back then it had no support from the establishment republican and i was their nominee in 2015 um and so in 2019 i actually became chief of staff for our lieutenant governor who actually you know won in 2015 as lieutenant governor mm-hmm. we were very good friends she liked my strategy and the way that i did things so she made me her chief of staff so coming into the 2019 secretary of state's race i thought we're going to go at this and we're going to do the same thing and have the same platform that I ran in 2015, because this may sound very familiar to you, but in 2015, I said, you have two problems. You have dirty voter rolls and you have electronic voting machines. Yep. And the reason I didn't like yeah, the, the reason I didn't like electronic voting machines is because, I mean, now I've worked in the IT industry for at least 20 years and trying to convince people that, you know, like Google is not a good idea. I mean, at first it is. It's very convenient and everybody liked it. Sure. But nobody mm-hmm. knew how much Google was taking from you while you thought you were getting the better end of the deal. Yep. So back in 15, back in 15, I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's something not right about this, but we'll just we'll trust but verify, as uh, the great communicator said. Your great communicator said. Um, so we, we, we walked through with trepidation. And so by the end of 2015, going back to the, the voter rolls, we had 18 counties that had more registered voters than we did citizens. By the end of that race, we had 48 <laughs> counties that had more registered voters in them than we did citizens. So what was going on? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we know now, but in hindsight, people are just thinking, well, why aren't they cleaning up their voter rolls? Right. Well, we got sued. The state of Kentucky got sued. Allison Grimes was the secretary of state. She got sued because we weren't doing our job. Judicial Watch sued us. She threw like 175,000 uh, people off the rolls. But then right before the 2019 election, we had a Democrat slash ACLU lawsuit that pushed all those people back onto our rolls. So just in time for the election, all the people that got kicked off got pushed back on. And now, okay, well, in 2019, then we had a Republican Secretary of State, and he's the current Secretary of State. He vowed to, you know, clean up the, the corruption, clean up those dirty voter rolls. Today, we're at 83 counties that have mm. more registered voters in them than we do citizens. And, and they're and all you on said my he's website. a protege, right, of McConnell? 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, uh, I, David, I thought you think you said there's some places that um, don't really receive me well. There's certain parts of the states that, you know, are very, um, I guess, that they're in very much favor of the establishment and Senator McConnell. Most of the state, not so much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people out there outside of Kentucky don't know this, but Mitch McConnell has been actually censored by 20 counties in Kentucky. So you have literally wow. one-sixth of your That's state encouraging. saying you're not yep. doing a good job. The Secretary of State, our current one, he's been censured six different Republican counties. And in one of those counties, they don't even allow him in anymore because of just his behavior and the way he treats uh, people mm. who question anything about these elections. So whenever I'm in, at an event, I always bring up the fact that we have 83 you know, counties with more registered voters and why is that? And I walk oh, wow. people through why dirty voter rolls are such a horrible thing for fraud and for, you know, all the different things. And he's been avoiding and avoiding. Well, with the news that's come out now about Eric, it's been a blessing because. Um, Explain the I've Eric system to... real quick, the acronym mm -hmm. for voting if people don't yeah, have that. Because Eric we just we the... had a big win with that here in Missouri recently as well. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Eric is the Electronic Registration Information Center. OK, it's an acronym. And, and ideally, essentially, it's just basically a database cleanup. It's um, if I move, let's say, from Kentucky to Missouri, then Kentucky would receive the information that I moved out. Missouri would receive the information that I moved in. So I couldn't vote in both states. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, it's a great idea. But sure. just like everything else, read the fine print mm -hmm. funded by George Soros. Not good. And that usually makes. Yes, exactly. That makes usually everybody's jaw drop when they hear that. Well, then when we started having Republican secretaries of state drop out of this. I kept putting pressure on our current secretary of state. <laughs> Why are we still in Eric here in Kentucky? And mysteriously, he stopped coming to all the dinners. He stopped mm. coming to all the debates. So we put missing posters out there. Like so when you when you first go when you first go onto my website, uh, you go got, out there cartons, and, cartons of milk, got got Mike Adams picture yeah, on there. Exactly. My, right, Mike, right, Mike, right. Mike Mike Mitch McConnell Adams. Right. Well, it, it, it's just a missing poster and it says, you know, has missed the first three. There, yeah, it, there it is. is. There it is. So yeah, when you go you to kyverify.com, like Kentucky, so kyverify.com, that is the website. Cool. You can see the missing poster of Mike. That's hilarious. Oh, it's great. It's great. It, it, it sums up perfectly everything that we're going through in Kentucky. Um, he's not anywhere to be found. And so, it's caught on so much that we have actually chairs of certain of the Republican Party chairs that are posting on Facebook. Will Mike show up this week? I mean, wow. it's it's hysterical. Yeah, it's great. Sounds like the Democratic so we, Party, even though he's supposed to be Republican. Yeah. That's that's what the Democrats do. They just kind of hide in the basement well, until election day, and they just mm -hmm. figure they can you know get get around it. They don't have to actually deal with right. the people. And the here's the deal though: the people there's and you even see these T-shirts like "We the People are Mad." Mm -hmm. We the people yes. want accountability, and that's why anywhere yeah. you go in the country, if you're if you're in a Republican thing and you bring up. Mitch, let's just say Mitch McConnell. He's a synonym, like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, like that kind of a guy. Yeah. Like they're trying to describe yeah. somebody. They'll say like a Mitch McConnell kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. it, it would, the it, face it, of the rhinos. It, 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 it's mm -hmm. become synonymous with somebody that is, per, you know, in their own personal best interest, a part mm -hmm. of the uniparty and not representing the will of the yep. people that got them there. They're synonymous exactly. with that. So so when you're going against a candidate that is, is clearly a, sat at the feet kind of like studied under Bruce Lee. Well, they're probably mm -hmm. going to fight like Bruce Lee. That's your, that's your, that's your Yoda. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that you sat at the, at the, at the, at the, you know, McConnell kind of looks like Yoda a little bit, but not he as green. kind of a little, yeah. <laughs> Which is, to be disparaging to, to Yoda. But, but that's, that's the model. And, and so 
are you going to do something different with that power if you're if you're given the rings? Because your primary is coming up uh, the 16th of May, so you've got just a few weeks. Um, what right. are you campaigning? What's that going to look like for you? What's different? Well, what's different, number one, is I, I, people's jaws always drop when they learn that really we don't control our own elections. And what I mean by that is when you fill out your ballot and you put it in the machine, what happens once that's digitized from one machine to the other? Nobody has a clue. Why? Because all the source code and everything is, is taken from us. So we don't control our elections. So people get mm. amazed like, Wow, I guess we didn't, you know, so a third party vendor, really, from start from programming these machines all the way to the end. And the way I sell it to everybody is just look, our Secretary of State has farmed out all the county clerk's responsibilities onto a third party administrator. That's IT. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to yell, hello, you know, yeah. hello, everybody, wake up. And it's working because people, David, it's just like you said, people are, they're angry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Most people have been posting some stuff on my Facebook page or any other social media I'm on that are saying, Steve, you've got to do something about this. And we know you will. You're the guy to do it. Um, I'm not shy about this. Um, I, I've walked into numerous. Um, I, I've gotten recently banned from a dinner or a lunch I was supposed to go at. Um, they knew about it for two months at the Fayette County Women's Republican Club. Oops, did I say that out loud? Um, they they. <laughs> They disinvited me because they didn't want me to speak because they know what I'm saying is true mm-hmm. and it's hitting hard and it's making a big difference. And everybody all over the states, I mean, we have an opportunity here in Kentucky. If anybody ever wanted to take a political shot at Mitch McConnell, then please help my campaign because honestly, we are beating his protege. And if we win in Kentucky, oh. that is such a huge victory. Mm-hmm. It is huge. I, mean, I can't. Yes. And we've got signs. We've got momentum. Um, I was on Real American Network the other day. Got wow. I mean, I was getting I was getting feedback from Oregon, California, Texas. Yeah. But Kentucky and anybody, really, if you can if you can go to my website, KYVerify.com, help me out. Um, we have um, some goals that we've set, you know, for some fundraising that we're hopefully to be um, hitting that very soon. So there's the donate button right there. You can donate there. You got 41 days. And these are so important, guys. This is how you end up in a position. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not like the two-party system because people don't pay attention to this primary and then then you end up with some Mm -hmm. schmuck at the election and you're like, well, I'm guess I'm going to vote for the Republican and get there. That's how weaselly rhino Republicans survive is they get through these and the person that might not have the name recognition or or the backing of the machine will will not not have the same competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. We get this guy through here in May. You'll beat the Democrat yep. in November. Oh, and so absolutely. we just got absolutely. to make this happen now. So kyverify.com. If you've ever seen Mitch McConnell on, on Hannity or any of these places, you're like, why, God, why? Like, this is your chance <laughs> to throw a punch back at that because this is a state that they're trying to control with the Uniparty. kyverify.com and go there. And we need IT people yep. that get this. Like, I wouldn't understand that position. Right. That's no. not, we need people with that level of expertise mm-hmm. that know the inner workings of the machine and the machine's there to make it happen. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Well, it's a pleasure. And thank you all very much for everything that you're doing too. Because honestly, you guys are the voice, you guys are the channel, the, you know, the, the arms and legs of how this information is getting out. So thank you very much. Hey, Flyover family. We have a brand new sponsor for the Flyover Conservative show, Heaven's Harvest. So exciting. 
we've been really excited about this partnership because for about two years now, our level of awareness has increased on things that can go wrong in the world. Not just the, the big major stuff, but ice storms in Texas and things that you know you don't plan on. And I guess a little personal responsibility of like, hey, we have people that we care for that depend on us. And so we've been tiptoeing into it, but it's overwhelming. It's like, what do I do next? And so we've made little steps in that process, but we've been asking everyone we know, everyone we respect, in this space, hey, who's a good supplier of things? Who has food? Who has food that you would actually eat if you if you had to? That without eating styrofoam, that you'd be gagging down if you lost a bet. You know, like like real actual food that if you put it away for storage, that when it came time to do it, would be palatable. As well as as heirloom seeds. You know, a lot of the seeds nowadays you plant them, they're not they're not you can't reproduce with them. You know, they're, they've been genetically modified and really messed up. So. We've been asking people we, we, yep. we, we really respect. Somebody we get a lot of advice from personally, we've made a lot of small moves in our life from is Seth Holhouse with Man in America, and, and uh, we kind of went off of his lead as well as some others. And so we are super excited about this partnership because they're willing to give a massive discount to the Flyover family. That's exactly right. When you go to heavensharvest.com and you use promo code FLYOVER, you get 10% off. What a great deal. We are so thankful and excited about this partnership. is in our bodies we have to get rid of it now whether you're interested in health or not you're going to love this next segment um i got to a point in our life at close to 30 years of marriage uh, when i found out that most everybody has a certain amount of parasites in their body and i started <laughs> started looking at her a little different i said you know there's no way i'm going to be living with somebody sleeping with somebody that's full of parasites i said so we, we sought out professional help we have the one the only dr jason dean to solve Yay! the problem So good to be back. It, it's oh, good. We, we love having you on we, the show. We, we've missed you. I know you've been busy. You're speaking at conferences. You're all over the place. And it, like the the the, the world's kind of crazy. And one thing I learned from you sometimes when 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 people are behaving a certain way and you see things, it it, it sounds kind of uh, you know hokey or grandpa's medicine cabinet kind of of technology, but the, the moons and its interaction with the things in your body, it's real. And we were just coming out of a full moon. The sixth was, was it the sixth? Real. And the world's full of parasites, yeah. it was, uh, and, and it's crazy. Yes, oh. yeah, it's um, uh, well, last night into today. Yeah, it, it, yeah. so and, and I tell people, I, you can look it up too. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty common knowledge in our world now that that, that that's I should say our world is in my world, not everybody else's world out there that happens. Right. But I can also tell you by clinical practice too, because uh, we had a full moon, and it usually starts amping up about the week before the full moon. You're starting to see signs of it. It'll wane off a few days after the full moon. Still there, but wanes off. It's not as powerful. And then you'll see a little bit more at the new moon. Some people are worse than others. But also, and we've talked about this before, I think, as well. And I'm talking about my show. Um, crime statistics actually go up. Um, ER statistics go up. I was actually talking to Dr. Tenpenny the other day. And I talked to my mother-in-law, who's a retired registered nurse of 40-plus years. And she worked in ER, triage, et cetera. And she said it. They never fails. Um, wow! Even hospital systems and, and everything else. Full moons, insane. Um, so this is an absolutely a thing, and it's just it's energetics. I mean, I you know we talk to people because some people think it's a little woo woo, think it's a little bit out there, and they start thinking it's evil. It's not evil. It's just it's just energy. So like we're all frequencies. When you look at the body, if you if you take a microscope in, which there's only so many microscopes to do this, right? But if you go deeper in. 
we are literally just molecules bouncing back and forth very, very tightly and fast that create our physical body. So it's just frequencies. And so when the frequencies of planets change, when the light is shown on the moon, whether it's real or not, that's a whole other story. We, we ha- or whether we've been there or not, I don't know, but it definitely affects the physiology of human beings. So absolutely, this past week has been insane at the practice. People crazy out there watching on the roads or driving like nuts, nut jobs. And, you know, you're, you're seeing it out there. And you man. see this, and some of you out there and you're married, you're like, man, every once in a while, my husband just goes crazy. It's just yeah. hard to deal with and this kind of stuff parasites in your body that are feasting on things looking for a host you become one they are affected by the moon cycles i remember one time we were talking and you said that that's even where i forget like the term i don't know if it's like berserk or there's some kind of a of a, of a term that like but, but but the people would kind of they they kind of do have like almost psychotic episodes oh, yeah. you know during oh, yeah. these times because of the parasite. And then you crave more sugar and you're feeding Absolutely. them and it makes it go crazy. And, and it's like you're hard to deal with. Absolutely. There's some roundworms there. And I think she had another one. There's one in there in the colon and the small intestine, that middle one there. And some people uh. look at these, some people look at these pictures and go, that can't be real. That's no, those are actually inside of pretty much everybody. That middle one there, if you see the circle, uh, yeah. like it looks like almost the mouth area. There's little like pronger prong things coming off of there. Those are actually teeth. What they do is they 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 put themselves, they plant themselves into the colon, small intestine, plus other places as well. But they put themselves in there because they're actually stealing your nutrients. Most people aren't even getting the full nutrient panel uh. of what they eat because these things steal it, and then they put the they put over themselves a biofilm almost like a cellophane but not quite you can kind of reference that for example they put it over them because they don't want to die they don't want to be taken out and so they they protect themselves and so a lot of people when they're doing the full moon protocol when they're killing parasites they'll see we send they send pictures to us that plenty of them <laughs> they literally there's they'll send little like like pictures of sheets or broken almost like it's paper like material but obviously it doesn't look like paper which is a biofilm that has been shipped out of the body by para one and others that literally take That's what it takes to get these things off the intestinal wall and out of the body. That is crazy. So the difference oh. in your, and those mood, are real. Those aren't star Wars. No, the difference no. in your mood and all of that is, can actually be caused on during a full moon could be caused by parasites. You say it's a full moon and then also a half moon that happens later on in the month. Is that right? Yeah, so we have full moon every month, and then we have a new moon that comes every new month. Moon. New moon is supposed to not be as strong, but the problem is we, we have so many people with parasites, bad food system, water system, you, everyone knows why, toxic air, toxic water, toxic land. The, the new moon becomes pretty harsh for people as well. It's been pretty out of control lately, mm-hmm. but no, absolutely. And when you when you said, you know, the mood and the balance of the frame of mind, whatever, we have a lot of people, obviously mental health is a big problem in America today. Obviously, I don't agree with how we're handling it as a country, but it definitely is a thing. People are having problems to the point where they go, you know, they think they're a different gender. There actually is a mental situation going on. A lot of this has to do with parasites. And the reason why we tell people, because scientifically we've looked this up, your microbiome, right, is being is building many of the things you need in your body for, for health and overall physiology, including neurotransmitters. So mm-hmm. serotonin, right? Serotonin okay. is for mood, for sleep. There's so many physiological processes. I mean, that's why people take SSRIs 
is because they're not making serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that goes to the brain to make their brain work. If you're not making it or if that neurotransmitter is being eaten by parasites, which actually happens in the gut, that's what occurs. They're not uh. getting serotonin. They're not getting dopamine. Dopamine is the reward chemical. Like, so when we have a reward, we have a dopamine rush. If you go out and run, exercise, you feel good, it's dopamine. Or GABA, which makes the brain go. So you're losing these neurotransmitters the more parasites you have in your gut. And then we wonder why the brain's not functioning for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. you have a website. We, we just created a landing page for you so it's easier to find. And, and actually, you are our, the parakiller. Our, our uh, the producer, Colton, came up with that, that term for you at parakiller.com. Uh, but this gets you into your landing page, which is is your world. But you give massive discounts to people in Flyover Family, so don't pay full price if you're watching this. Uh, you can get a discount in a promo code Flyover, and he passes that on to you, uh, which is which is a big win. But you you experienced a lot of mm-hmm. like lift of brain fog and yes. things coming out of this. I, I felt really good coming off of the. I we ended up doing the 15 day. And I felt great coming off of that. And then I have um, some friends. I just talked to one the other day that we've been friends for years. And she said she could tell a huge difference. I have another friend, the exact same thing. I could, she couldn't believe the results that she's had. Now she's you know sharing it with a lot of people as well. One thing I realized, though, when I was talking to people, is sometimes they don't know that, that you need to be aware of the things that you're eating also during that time, like sugars need to be uh, cut out as much as possible. Kind of go over that as well, because I want to make sure everybody knows that, yes, you are going through the protocol, you are taking pills, and it's not just off the bottle either. You don't want to just follow what the bottle yeah. says, um, that there are specific things that you are trying to take, and, and, and we can get that to you, the for protocol him. for that. So, But also talk about the diet a little bit, Dr. Jason. Yeah, and in regards to the dosages too, so the dosages, obviously you can take what's on the bottle, but we actually send you via email, and I think they're putting the package now as well. If they're not, we'll, we'll make sure it gets in there, is the, the amount we have you take is from actually our clinical experience and practice where we actually move these things out of your body. And 100%, so what I teach on every day, and trust me, sometimes I wish I wasn't still teaching on this because it's kind of the it's kind of like you know business or anything else, you guys are involved in what a lot, a lot of people want to go high level with, why is their body not working? you know, give me this product, give me that product. Why is the body not doing what it's supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I go back to basics 101. It's food. It's what are you putting in your body? What do parasites like? And it's not just parasites. Any pathogen, whether it's a parasite, whether it's a bacteria, a fungus, or a candida, or a virus, exosome, they all live, they love carbohydrates, especially mm-hmm. refined processed carbohydrates. So I'm not going to say like a good quality organic rice is the exact same as a Twix or Snickers bar. Obviously, they're still going to process similarly and you want to keep all carbs down to a low. But these refined sugars, it's it never fails. I get people, they're on it, they're doing well, but then they feel off again. And I always go back to that basics. Okay, what are you eating? What are you drinking? I've had some people go, I'm not, I don't have any sugar in my diet. And quite honestly, I think some people sometimes get amnesia and I'm not saying this in a mean way. It's just what we find. They'll say they're, they're not eating any sugar, no nothing. But then, well, I'm having bread or I'm having pasta or wait, no, I'm having coffee and I have, you know, a teaspoon of white sugar in my coffee every day. Well, how many, how much coffee are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking three to five cups a day. Oh, well, that's three to five <laughs> teaspoons of sugar. Right. Like, so, so you, you kind of, you know, you unlock, you pull the string, as we say, you go, oh, it's kind of like your kids. You, you know, you're like, okay, why did this happen? Let's pull the string. We're sitting down at the din- dining room table. Like, okay, what did you do? Let's get to the bottom right. of this. You find it and then everyone's okay. But absolutely, the sugar, parasites absolutely love sugar. 
sugar. They will feed off of it. And if we go back to it where we, we've done a show myself, I think we've talked about it with you guys, when we'll go deeper if we need to, parasites and cancer. I mean, you can literally Google parasites and cancer. And isn't it interesting in the world of cancer that people who eat sugar, the cancer will spread. If you want to starve sugar or want to starve cancer out of the body, you must. It is a requirement. I won't even take cancer patients unless they cut sugar immediately 100% because literally the sugar feeds these parasites. It it feeds pathogens and it grows these things out of control. When you look at the American food pyramid, it's kind of handy. If you're a a parasite, (laughs) this was like the best time to be alive. Like you got this pyramid and it's like 90% bread. Yeah. You know, and then maybe you know a little bit of fruit and and uh, a piece of salami or something every yeah. once in a while. You know, it's like it's 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 a parasite rich environment. You look at our schools, what they're giving kids in schools. This is a lot of fillers. It's like mm-hmm. if you if you if you're if you're trying to just, you know fatten up cattle, you know you throw in just just filler, just mm-hmm. straw, just corn. hay, just corn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the grass fed cattle that come in to finish them off with the corn. And so it's like we do the same thing to ourselves based on the the those in charge that have no other interest than our health mm-hmm. uh, to simply come up with the food pyramid brought to you by. You know. So true. Yeah. And, and how do you go ahead? I was going to say, so there is a three day, three to five day. There's different kinds mm-hmm. of um, amounts of time that people would spend. Ultimately the goal is to get up to 15 days, but a lot of times you don't have people start there, right? They can start at different uh, times uh, doing it for shorter periods of time, the three day, three to five day, the seven day, and then the 15 day. Why do you have the different uh, times as people are looking at this? Yeah. So what we do, we want everyone up to 15 day and some people just want to jump all in and they're crazy like I am. And they just like, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Right. So give we, me the heart stuff. That's what we did. Just give me a shot of the heart. <laughs> stuff. Did, right? Come on. Right. Some of us who are health junkies, we want to just get it out of our body. And some people who have chronic illness, they just want to get started. But we put the first one there as well. And that was the original we've got people started on, which was para one, para two, biotoxin binder. And, you know, you, you can do this one for 15 days as well. It's not going to, we're not stopping you from doing that. Of course, that's why you get in the group, the telegram group, we talk through it, we help you out, et cetera. But it starts you out because a lot of people have never done this before. They're a little concerned. They don't know what to do. They're not sure of the symptoms. They're not, you know, cause you're going to have some kill off symptoms as well. So some of those kill off symptoms might feel like the actual symptoms of having parasites. Mm-hmm. So para one goes through, scrubs out that colon, that small intestine, para two, killing off parasites, as well as building up the GI, gastrointestinal tract, microbiome. But here's the key and why I absolutely like, this is why I do what I do and why I do it this way. It's why I do what the, we do in the office. Cause I, we see people literally all over the world mm. that biotoxin binder, the binders are so key and it's in the first protocol all the way through the last yep. protocol. Cause it's so important is because you can kill parasites off bacteria off. You can kill all these things off, but if you're not actually supporting your normal drainage, you basically pooping and peeing, if you're not if you're not supporting the elimination efforts of your body, I know people who've lost 10, 20, 30 plus pounds within a month, wow. a couple of weeks sometimes, just getting the release of the bowel and that biotoxin binder goes in there, wraps around the killed off parasites, bacteria, metals, et cetera. And it allows your body to start releasing stuff so you're not holding on to it. And I'll tell you, there are a lot of people out there who kill stuff off in their body and that sits there in the colon. Your body is designed to keep reabsorbing that. So if you're Mm. sitting on dead parasites, toxins, et cetera, you don't want to keep reabsorbing that. You want to be releasing it out. And that's, that's one of the special things of that binder. 
That Fire in the hole. Really cool, exactly. One other thing I wanted to highlight too, I didn't see it in the uh, the three to five day, but it is in the seven day. Is the pair of three, yes. which we really like. We put that in our water, but we do we use it all the time. Not even when we're doing the protocol, because it really helps to yeah. fight against um, all kinds of diseases and different things that are coming to- at you. Yeah, no, Para 3 is a staple in our house. Uh, I think my wife and my daughter keep it in mostly all the rooms just because they love it so much. My daughter takes it. And it's not because we have a major problem. They actually just like taking it. One, it's an immune system booster. So I want want people to really understand that. It it obviously kills off parasites. And what it does, the parasites, it actually goes into the organs, into the bloodstream to kill these parasites off because you have bloodborne parasites like Lyme and things like that as well. But also its main function really is an immune booster. I mean, it actually, we've had people mm-hmm. who literally have rheumatoid arthritis, other arthritis as well, who feel the inflammation go down. They yeah. feel their wow. body, their immune system kicks back in again. And so that's a really important one. But uh, yeah, Paris 3, one of the most powerful products I've probably ever seen in our in my, my physician doctor um, career so far. Yeah, I would well, love that. You product. know, part of our passion here with, with with this show has been okay. We have a platform, and and we've met amazing people at events. Mm-hmm. And so, like, okay, how do we steward this? You know, this connection, this opportunity. If you're going to save America, we got to save Americans. Mm-hmm. And Americans, right. and it, you know, conservatives, you love the country, you love Lee Greenwood, and you salute the flag, and you, you all mm-hmm. this stuff. But if you can't get off the couch, your joints hurt, your energy's not good. You can't you can't take and occupy the ground that you have because you just don't feel well, your energy's low, you can't volunteer and be a part mm-hmm. of something, you can't take extra just because you don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And 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 then, then what people do is then they turn like, oh, I'm not feeling right, I'm going to my doctor, and you know what? They will for sure put you on a painkiller. They will for sure prescribe something that's not getting yeah. to the core to make you temporarily feel better. And I can tell you this, after, after working with you and Dr. Sherwood, over the last two years, mm-hmm. I feel 10 years younger. Yep. I feel springier. You know, and I look at some old shows sometimes. I'm like, I think I look different. You know, maybe it's my, uh, you know, just good self-image. I'm like, no, you know, whatever. You, better. But I feel like it. I feel I've lost weight. I got more energy. I feel yep. better. But I, I just feel when I when I think of doing something, instead of being like, oh, I don't know, I'd have to find the right time and energy. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Yep. You know, and, and and we're traveling more, doing more and just feel great because mm-hmm. I don't have this junk in my body. Yep. And a uh, lot of friends, a lot of family, a lot have gone through this process and they feel the same way. We're really thankful. So you guys can go to parakiller.com. Use this connection. This is what we do. We're in this mm-hmm. together. So we love Dr. Jason. He's helped us. He will help you and he'll give you a discount for doing it because you're a part of this movement. We want to save America, but it's like you need the troops to feel healthy. They need to be strong. Yeah. And so take care of your body, take care of your kids, take care of your family, eat right, but get the junk, get that nasty stuff out of your body. And if you are currently sleeping with somebody that's full of those kind of worms <laughs> and parasites, have a standard, man. No more. Get rid of it. So go to parakiller.com, use promo code FLYOVER for the big discount that Dr. Jason has given us. Thank you so much for your time. We, re- we really appreciate it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end. 
for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We bless you. We bless you yeah. to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up. Yeah, we're all in this together, and we will see you next time. Peace out. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.